Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Reality Podcast, where we talk all things competitive reality TV, including Big Brother, Survivor, The Challenge, and more. My name's Champagne, and I'm joined with my awesome co-host, Laith, and today we're going to be recapping and discussing episode four of The Challenge, Double Agents. In this week's episode, we saw medical DQs, drone flying, friendships crumbling, possible showmances forming, um, and a blindside elimination. So Champagne, get us started. How did this episode open up? So let's start off with Big T. First of all, I'm a huge Big T fan. I absolutely love how much screen time she is getting. I love her confessionals. And I felt like last season on Total Madness, it got cut short because of her medical DQ. So I'm so happy she is back this season. And this scene started off with Devin asking Big T, you know, what is the story behind Big T? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I love Big T so much. Um, and then hearing the story even made me love her even more. Um, Big T, so Big T was there telling Devin and Amber M about how um, she was adopted by her aunt at a young age um, because her mom had cervical cancer and did not want Big T to see her struggle. Um, and she didn't want Big T to be there when she passed away. Um, and then Devin related to her on a level of how um, he lost his father at a young age. And then so they related on that level as well. You know, this was kind of an opportunity for Devin, too, to kind of open up. So I think we've never really seen that side of Devin, that emotional side. But out of nowhere, I'm not sure maybe this was due to the editing, but Devin just comes after Amber M. He starts saying, don't you have to go to bed? You know, I can't trust you. Can you just leave? Raise your hand if you want her to go to bed. And it just maybe it was the editing, but it just seemed like it came out of nowhere yeah i mean i agree it it randomly came out of nowhere i think it was partially the editing i heard devin talk about it separately he said that amber was lied to him and said that she had voted in somebody else when she didn't actually vote that person in last week so she straight up lied to his face and then was talking about how she wanted to go to bed she was so tired so then apparently devin was like okay then go to sleep no one cares if you're here you're a liar i don't trust you just leave but when watching the show it just seems like it's a heartfelt moment and then big t says in her confessional she's like what the hell man like i was opening up to you guys you just crushed my moment you crushed our moment together literally crushed the moment and i felt like from these past four episodes we've seen almost nothing of amber m almost no screen time at all and she doesn't seem like someone who would cause a lot of drama and you know she stuck up for herself which i really respected that too she was like no i'm not gonna leave you're not gonna tell me what to do yeah, I mean, I agree. What Devin said to her was so unnecessary. Um, good for her for standing up for herself because, like, why would he do that? Like, come on. Like, there's there's other... They were just chilling there. No, She wasn't causing any issues. They were sitting there relating to Big T. I, it's just... It was kind of unnecessary. So next, the challenge cuts into the scene where we see Liv very visibly upset. And then we see Amber B and Big T hold her and say, it's okay. And then next scene with the challenge start and we don't see Liv and TJ goes, Michi, I bet you're wondering where your partner is. And they're like, yeah. They say she was medically DQ'd, not able to continue, which makes me kind of wonder with the editing. You know, Liv 
talking about this. Yeah, it was so random. At least last time, I think when Nicole was medically DQ'd, she had a confessional before she left. She was like, oh, this sucks, whatever. But she left. This time, it's just a sad hug moment. And then she's gone. Like, they don't give you anything else besides that. And they just cut to a challenge. So, I mean, that was a little bit weird. I agree with that. Like, Nicole, we saw this whole scene of her packing her suitcase, so upset. And with Liv, it was like she got hugged and then, bam, she was just gone. So I thought that was also very weird. I have no idea. But then right into the daily challenge where it's called drone control. They go into this like cave. One partner is flying the drone while the other is using a VR virtual reality trying to locate this secret code. And once they find this secret code, they go back, unlock it, and then it's complete. So, I mean, we only really saw one team able to successfully complete this challenge. It was Devin and Tori. It was a little bit shocking as a viewer to see this couple of all people pull out the W and become the double agents for the week. It seemed like every single pair, it was like mission failed, mission failed, mission failed. I was at that point where I'm like, is anybody gonna finish it? And it came down to the point where it wasn't a race of who got it done the fastest. It was who got it done? That <laughs> was one team. And I agree with you. Out of all teams, Tori and Devin, which we saw Tori very visibly upset that Devin stole her. And she was like, I do not want to be partners with Devin. But maybe they just work really well together. You know what I find funny is I've seen a lot of people saying that, but I just think it could have just been like a one-off kind of thing where Tori could have just been good at flying drones. So, I mean, it could have just been that, you know, flying a drone, is not an easy task. So how Having that prior experience could have been what led to their victory. I mean, I don't see this partnership lasting long together well. Once they were off this challenge, they were once again not on the same page. So you don't know how long that good communication is going to last. So in my opinion, I don't think that they'll do well together long term. I don't think so either. And we saw Tori, you know, they didn't know if it was going to be a guy's elimination. And we saw Tori very adamant. She wanted to go in. And it made me think she wants to go in. She wants to get the gold skull. And she wants to switch partners. Obviously, you think if she gets the gold skull, she's going to stay with Devin? No, not at all. Yeah, I agree. There's no way going forward, if she ever goes down to elimination, she, yeah, as you said, she wanted to go down into elimination to one, get her gold skull and two, to get away from Devin. Right. And so after the challenge, this is something I wanted to bring up and very interesting. Let's talk about Tori and Fessy. We saw a lot of confessionals talking about them getting super close. Maybe something is going on. I don't think it's real. I think it's probably something that was just edited for TV. There's no way. She was married at the time. I saw that she tweeted like after the episode like that there was nothing going on. She never did anything with him at all. Nothing physical. She never cheated on her husband at the time. Um, so, I mean, I just think Fessy is she's thirsty, whatever the word is. And she's just like, whatever. She's a flirt. She's playing around. But I don't think it was anything really serious. So, um, Jordan proposes to Tori on World of the Worlds 2 right after he went wins the elimination this huge like crazy moment and actually in november they split up isn't that crazy i did hear about that that is super crazy that right after they because i think they filmed this in september and then i guess finished filming right at the end of october and it's so it's interesting that as soon as they got back they did break up and there also is rumors that her and fessy are on vacation together in turks and Caicos. i don't know if that's legit i just 
heard that on Twitter. I saw the exact same thing. And you know what? I know you say you don't think it's real, but it does look suspicious. They were literally together for the longest time. And right after the challenge is done filming, all of a sudden break up. It just seems like a weird coincidence, weird timing. And I'm thinking, why weren't they on the challenge together? Maybe they thought it'd be better for their game if just Tori was there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But I mean, also, you don't know who was asked, who wasn't asked. It's not like everyone is like, it's like an open invite to come on to the challenge. Like, I'm sure that maybe she was just recruited. But I mean, you never know. Maybe, maybe they didn't do anything while they were on the show. And then after the show, once she got a divorce, they then hooked up and then went to Turks and Caicos together. I guess we'll find out. (laughs) But then we see Fessy again try to pursue Gabby. You know, blonde bombshell, very beautiful, UK. But, you know, you see when they're at the bar that she kind of sees right through them. She's like, maybe this is for game purposes. Maybe this is just Fessy being Fessy, but not sure. Maybe he was really into it or maybe it was just for game purposes. Yeah, I mean, he could have just, I don't think it was for game purposes because we see later in the episode that he is not a smart gamer at all. But I think he could have just been drunk. You know, they were out at a bar. You never know. But she was not having any of it. She didn't really care. (laughs) So, I mean, even though she came from a, a, like a, a love show, she came from Love Island, she saw it was like no i'm here to win a million dollars i don't really care that much agreed and then when they're at the bar you have devin and tori they're talking about who they should throw in to elimination devin's like i won't say these names tori's like i won't say these names you see yes they're partnered together but they're on totally two different sides of the house yeah and what's interesting about um this season is that you know it's not just about loyalty in the sense that Sometimes people want to get put in, and that's what we saw later in the episode, is that sometimes people see it as a good thing to go into an elimination. And Devin was saying at first, because he was just thinking who he didn't like, who he wanted to see gone, he said, I'm putting Josh in. And he said that straight up to Josh's face, like, I'm going to put you in, I don't care. That led to Josh going on a rampage. He started yelling at his own alliance members. He pulls up to Casey and Jay. You know what? Casey was trying to calm him down, saying like, hey, Jay is on our side. And Josh is like, no, I don't trust him. Jay is like, I'm on your side. Josh just in his head did not trust Jay for some unknown reason. He just like, I don't trust the guy. I mean, once again, I'm not a fan of Josh at all. I think he's annoying. I think he's dumb. Like he just cries for no reason. I just don't understand how this benefits you. In these kinds of games, I feel like you have to act like, oh, I'm on your side, we're all friends, like I got you. Why would you be outright in his face? I don't trust you. I don't like you. And he's sitting there like, what? What did I do to you? I'm just chilling here. I've never done anything to break your trust. Yet you want to come for me and say that you want to go up against me because you think I'm easy to beat. I think people are forgetting last season, Jay beat CT. Jay went on a on an elimination streak and people are trying to act like Josh is some big threat. I doubt that at all. That was a notion I guess we saw in this episode is that the smaller people people assume are going to be layups. People assume are going to be easy outs, which is interesting because maybe in this specific challenge that we saw in the elimination, maybe, but... I feel like Jay might even be able to beat Josh in this kind of elimination because Josh is soft, as you can see. Oh, yes. And let's not talk about Josh's elimination record. Zero to three. He hasn't even won an elimination. He's actually lost three times. Like, for him to be like, oh, yeah, he's an easy red skull. And we saw that last season, Total Madness, Tori 
was like, I want to get my Red Skull. I want to go against Jenna. Jenna is mentally checked out. Guess who won that elimination? Jenna, the one who was quote unquote easy target. She was mentally checked out and she won. Same with Jay. Jay won against a legend. So I really don't think that it's safe to call anybody easy skull at all. And I think when Devin was thinking about it, he was thinking very personal. He was like, I want Josh gone. Don't trust him. It just shows that both Devin and Josh, I don't know if it's just because I am a more of a survivor and big brother fan that's all about strategy, that these people don't even seem to care about strategy. It's so crazy to me how these people are so outright against disliking people and saying, I don't trust you. I don't like you. Get out of my face. Maybe that makes me a fake person or someone who likes fakeness in these shows, maybe. But like, I just don't understand why you wouldn't at least pretend to be nice to someone that could potentially next week win and throw you into an elimination. Exactly. And I think they're thinking personal. They're they're not thinking strategy. Like Josh, when has Jay ever said, I'm going to target Josh? Never. So why was Josh just going after Jay? The only thing I could maybe think about is... Do you think maybe it was possibly strategy? Josh, you know, he had a feeling that he was going down into an elimination. So he's maybe he's thinking in his head, let's stir the pot. Let's try to get Jay all riled up. Maybe he will make himself a big target and he'll be the house to vote. Do you think maybe that was a part of strategy or maybe that was just Josh being Josh? Well, Josh clearly said, I mean, you saw in the deliberation later that Josh wanted to go in against Jay because he thought he was going to be an easy win. However, the same thing with what Fessy did later in the episode. I don't understand what it is with these people going against their allies. Obviously, he didn't see him as an ally, but Casey was like, yo, bro, calm down. He is an ally of ours. You're just making it worse. I know. And then, but then it's like, you're going to have to go down to an elimination anyways. So let's move into deliberation. Um, when they talk about who's going to be the house vote, I thought it was kind of interesting. We saw Leroy start off by saying, Josh, your name has been thrown around. Who do you want to go against? And it was kind of interesting because everyone knew he wanted to go against Jay. I had no idea who the house vote was going to be. I knew it was going to be Nelson and Amber, Josh and Nani. Or Jay and Teresa. Yeah, they did a good job this episode of kind of leaving us guessing as to what was going to happen. Because, yeah, I mean, as we saw, there was there was some burn votes within the, the deliberation room. So we didn't really know what was going on. I mean, like, for example, we had people voting for Anissa and Fessy. Darrell voted for Anissa and Fessy. Uh, Kyle voted for Anissa and Fessy. Leah voted for, for Nani and Josh, even though no one else was voting for Nani and Josh. I thought that, that was pretty clear. Just a little bit confusing people were making those burn votes my thought process behind maybe why they were doing it is because if fessy was aligned with both jay and nelly he didn't want to vote for either one of them so he just decided to do a burn vote and um vote for cam and kyle i know i thought that was interesting too i saw like cam she just voted ct and big t why the burn vote because no one else was voting for them and same with anisa and fessy like nobody was voting for them you know the house deliberation went nelson and amber m were put in we see amber m kind of feel this like guilt she feels guilty you know they're putting to elimination because of the argument between her and devin yeah and it's interesting because for some reason throughout the episode i was guessing that 
it'd be Devin who would be the vote to put Amber in. It wouldn't be a house vote. So that was a little bit surprising to me. But yeah, so then it moved in to the elimination challenge was gonna be a hall bra. Fessy said to Tori, yo, put me in. I don't care who, who." and she said, oh, it's it's Nelson. And he goes, I don't care, put me in. Which is pretty surprising to me as a viewer. It's just weird because going in, deliberation, is it gonna be a girl's day? Is it gonna be a guy's day? You know, it was supposed to be a girl's day, but then twice now, Nicole had a DQ and Liv had a DQ and the girls still need to get their gold skulls. And so I think that added a whole new level of strategy. Who do we put in? Cause they were thinking, oh, Amber M, she's an easy gold skull, but is it gonna be Amber M or is it gonna be Nelson? You know, we still didn't know until TJ tells us hey, it's going to be a guy's day. Yeah, and so you saw that Devin and Tori were asking TJ, they were like, hey, before we make our decision, we want to know, is it a guy's day or a girl's day? And TJ basically said, uh, you know how this works. I'm not telling you till after we got the matchups down here. So it was pretty interesting. This just shows, in my opinion, how dumb Fessy is once again he showed me that on big brother and then coming into the show he's like this is for a million dollars i got to get my gold school you got plenty of chances there's what seven more schools after this there you got plenty of chances um to be able to get your gold school but you choose to go up against your close friend your ally it doesn't make any sense to me so then everyone was shocked and then then you it cuts to josh and you see Josh pretending to be upset. You knew Josh was so relieved because he just wants to act like this big, tough guy. So when he doesn't get put in, he's like, oh, what the heck? Why would you do that? Yeah, because, you know, Josh says, I was mentally prepared. You see him so upset about it. And honestly, Nelson's a beast. Like, he would have completely, I don't want to say, like, completely beat Josh because... Who knows? But, you know, Nelson's a beast, which Fessy is probably one of the most feared guys there, him and CT. And the fact that Nelson was so close both times to beating him really shows how strong of a competitor Nelson is. Despite he is smaller, he packs a big punch. Yeah, that was a huge blindside. I thought for sure it was either going to be Josh and Nani or Jay and Teresa. I had no idea that the thought of Fessy and Anissa was even being considered. You know what I mean? I felt like maybe the ed- the editing team did a good job of not only like blindsiding the audience too. Because I feel like in Big Brother, we know when there's going to be a blindside. The audience sees it and we watch their reaction. But when a blindside happens to the audience, that's like a whole new level of like surprise. Exactly. So when that happened, um, it was it was really good in terms of as a viewer, I was shocked. Um, and you saw that all of the, the competitors as well were shocked. And then so moving into the elimination, it was they announced that it was going to be a guy's day. And then it was Fessy versus Nelson, two friends going up against each other, even though Fessy was going to be a possibility. He didn't care. I think he thought this is his only opportunity to get a gold skull. So he went down, competed against him, and Nelson didn't even score a point. Fessy won and got his skull. And can we talk about how dirty Fessy played? When they hit, oh my gosh, it was a big hit. And even Fessy said in his confessional that was one of the biggest hits. And he's played football like his entire life. They all, everyone sees how dirty Fessy is playing. He's playing, you know, with the helmet 
and everything. Yeah, he didn't care. He was bringing up his face shield. He was he was he was moving his hand around. He didn't care. I mean, I don't really blame him. People were saying he was playing dirty when it's a game for a million dollars. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do to get that gold skull. I mean, I get it. They're friends and everything, but I mean, if I was in Fessy's shoes, I'd probably do the same exact thing. But even TJ called him out. He was like, "Fessy, no more dirty play." Like that's. You know what I mean? That kind of like almost crosses a line. I get it's like for a million dollars, but it almost crosses a line between. No, I, I do agree. I I do agree. Um, and I mean, and it just showed like this is kind of like a big turn for Fessy. Because I mean, I kind of even though I didn't really think he was smart, I liked him as a viewer. I liked cheering on the duo of Fessy and Anissa. Everyone loved them in the beginning. Um, so it was pretty shocking to see this like dark side of Fessy come out, you know? It wasn't a surprise that he was gonna win, but he resorted to those dirty tactics, as you said, to get the win regardless. So, I mean, it, it was pretty surprising. I mean, he thought this is his best shot to get a gold skull and he did it regardless. He didn't care. Um, he screwed over his whole alliance. He was able to get out a member of his own alliance while leaving people that would stab him in the back still chilling. And as much as this is a physical game, like you see, this is much more physical than Survivor and Big Brother. But it's also so, like, it's a social game, too. And the fact that he literally took out probably some someone who was definitely rooting for him, he took out arguably one of his best allies. You see that in Big Brother, that would be, you know, considered a dumb play. So I agree, he definitely made a dumb play, but at the same time, you're gonna have to go down and get that skull regardless, or you're not running that final. And I was looking at it, and I'm like, Five skulls for the guys, five skulls for the girls. Three of those skulls have already been taken by the guys. Because Kyle has a skull, Devin has a skull, and now Fessy has a skull. And you see how many guys are left? There's only two more skulls left for the guy. That's a, that's a good way to put it, because I never thought about it in the sense that there's only five for each gender. It, that's what I'm thinking, right? I think there's five for each. No, you're right. I had never thought about it that way. However, why didn't he just put him or two weeks ago against a much smaller person that he could have annihilated in that ring challenge? Yeah, when he had the opportunity to go against Joseph, do it then because Joseph was not your ally. You weren't working with Joseph. He could have gotten out someone who wasn't his ally, could have gotten his skull easily, and he wouldn't have pissed off the whole house. But instead... He decided to do a selfish move this time, go against his own ally, and get him out pretty early on. I mean, just to get your own skull, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, but it was just pretty, pretty shocking and kind of, kind of random. And he only won by a little bit. Like, it was actually very close. When you look back at, like, who hit it first, it was pretty neck and neck, which just shows how strong of a competitor Nelson is. Yeah, I completely agree. But then following that elimination, once Nelson goes home, we saw that Fessy had the option. Do you want to stay with your partner, Anissa, or do you want to go for a new partner? And once again, he closes out his episode of Bad Moves with another bad move, in my opinion, by leaving Anissa, who... He ruins his game again. Exactly. He left his good partner, Anissa, who they seemed like they were killing it. People in the second episode, people threw the challenge to them to win. And he leaves Anissa to go for Casey. 
it just doesn't, why would you not want to cover all of your bases? So it, it just doesn't make any sense to me, the strategy behind it. I completely agree. I think he made multiple, multiple mistakes. We look back at that very first episode when Anissa won that challenge and TJ goes, you can pick anybody. And you could tell Fessy did not want to be with Anissa. So I kind of knew in the back of my head the first chance Fessy had to leave, he was going to leave. Regardless, they were killing it. I had a feeling that Fessy was going to leave. He did not seem like he initially wanted to be with Anissa. But that ruined his strategy too. Because you know the whole Big Brother alliance? They were going to go with different partners so they could save each other if they were to win. But now it just seems like they're in an even worse position. You got Casey, who has played professional football, and then you got Fessy. Yeah, Fessy, they both played, she played professional football, he played college football, um, and they're both seen, I guess, as physical threats. It's just, as soon as there's a mental challenge, I bet you that they will both be thrown in there. Because... It's an easy way for his skull to be stolen and f to get out someone who part of that big alliance that is controlling a lot of these big moves. You were right in the sense surprising that he left Anissa. It was more surprising that he picked Casey as his new partner. Right, because I just feel like that put an even bigger target on them. Like, why didn't he pick Cam? Why didn't he pick someone else that wasn't in the Big Brother alliance? It just it didn't make sense to me. And then we look at Mitchie. He was a rogue agent. He got paired up with Amber M now. Amber M and Michi, they are going to be looked at as the layup for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So closing the episode, we saw the new pairings of Michi and Amber M, Anissa and Leroy, uh, and Fessy and Casey. So it's a new t turn on everything. And it's interesting to see how these, these partnerships are going to play out going forward. And I think that's what makes it so exciting is because every episode, you're game can completely change. I completely agree. And you remember last week where Casey and Leroy won and they weren't sharing any information? And now they're not even a team. They have completely different partners. I'm interested to see how Leroy and Anissa work together um, because we haven't really seen much of them together this season. I don't know if there's been a lot of them together in the past, but I feel like Anissa and Leroy, I'm excited to see how that works out. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see how these pairings work out now that Casey and Fessy are a partnership as well. All right. So that about wraps up our recap for this episode. So Champagne, what are you thinking going forward? Who do you think is going to win? Who's your winner pick right now? Who are you thinking? My winner pick? Oh, that's so hard because obviously we already know four people have their skulls. Fessy has their skull. Natalie has their skull. Devin has their skull. And Kyle has a skull. But... I don't, something's bringing me about Lolo and Nam. Obviously, they are very strong competitors. And if they're in an elimination, I think that they have really good chances of winning. But you never know because the elimination could be mental and not always physical. You know, it's not always about who's bigger. You know, it's also about the mental game too. But if I had to pick who I think is going to go far and who I think is most likely to win, Maybe Lolo, Nam, and Natalie. Yeah, I think those are great picks. I mean, my only fear for Lolo and um, Nam is that they might not get put into an elimination. They would just go home right before the finale or whenever it happens that people without skulls get cut. I think that could be a big thing that could dampen them. But say they win a, say they win the double agents of the week, they can put themselves in and earn the, that gold skull. So you never know what's going to happen 
for them. I love the Natalie pick. You know me, I'm a, I'm a Natalie fan. I want her to win all the way. Absolutely. I think someone like Cam could potentially go far. I feel like if Cam makes it to the final, I don't know if she could win. I could see Cam coming in like second, third place potentially. So yeah, and then who are you thinking might go home soon? So next week is definitely going to be a girls elimination. And just by judging off this week, I think Amber M has a good chance of going in, not necessarily winning, but I think Amber M has a good chance of going in. And also like for guys elimination, Josh is probably going to get put in too. Josh has been stirring up so much trouble and Amber M, they think is just an easy skull. So if I had to pick... I think those two are probably the biggest targets to go into an elimination. Yeah, I think those are good picks. I agree. I think Amber M might go into elimination and Josh too. And Josh, he has never won an elimination in his challenge career. Um, So if he gets put in, it would not be surprising to see him go home. Someone who might come out of left field maybe to say this, I think that... Tori might go home soon. That might be a little bit of a, a curveball, but she is not in a really positive partnership. And you know, a partner can really go a long way. I think for for Tori, if she doesn't get her, her partnership straight, if they don't build that team chemistry, her target on her back might grow and she could go in maybe even next week if there's a girl's elimination, she could even go home next week. I don't know. Absolutely. And Tori even expressed this week that she wants to go down. She wants to get her gold skull, but no gold skull is promised to anybody. It's like last season, she thought it'd be easy to go against Jenna and she lost against Jenna. But I could see Tori going in very soon. Eventually, if they want to go to the final, they have to go in. So it's getting down to that point where it's go in or go home. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it plays out in the future. So yeah, that wraps up our Challenge Double Agents uh, episode four recap and discussion. You can follow us on our social medias. My TikTok is at lolathe. You can find Champagne at All Things Reality. So thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next week for another Challenge episode recap. Thank you guys. Thank you.